And it is amazing to me to be able to witness uh, the, the power and the presence of God in this church. It's not just, this church is, is not just a building. See, the church is wherever we go. Amen. Amen. So whenever we go someplace, all of us, we go someplace, we're the church. Amen. Amen. And we get so focused on buildings and trusses and insulation and drywall and all, this, all the surroundings and sometimes it gets a little frustrating. But can I tell you what? Amen. God is doing incredible things and though mountains stand before us. Amen. Though weapons form against us. Nothing, amen, is going to stop the plan and the will of God for this church and for your life and for your family. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad to be in God's house today and to be with all of you. Amen. What a, what a wonderful privilege to be with all of you. I, I want to just say thank you for my wife and myself uh, last week. If you're not aware, maybe you, some of most of you are, I'm sure. Uh, but they gave us, for Pastor Appreciation in the month of October, they gave us, all of you gave us, I should say. They, some of they, knew what we liked. And so they got some stuff together with your help and uh, gave us gift cards and gift certificates to all of our favorite places. And I just, I just want to tell you that I really appreciate that. Amen. There's a... Uh, you know, there's, it's one thing to just say, okay, here's money. It's another thing to find out what we really enjoy and say, hey, we want you to enjoy that on us. And uh, so thank you so much. I got my hair cut this week, thanks to you. Uh, my hair got cut this week, and uh, uh, it, was, it was a good thing. Uh, they had gotten me a gift certificate to the same, the same guy that I've been getting my hair cut for 21 years. And uh, so um, there's, there's just something about... Uh, you know, being able to enjoy the things that God has provided. And sometimes whenever we take too much time uh, and we don't do that, it, it gets me nervous. Somebody told me one time, they said, what if you had tomorrow only the things you thank God for today? What, have you, what are you thanking God for today? In our family, we thank God for, for all the little things. We thank, thank God for the food that we have to eat, for the clothes we have to wear. Uh, we don't want to ever take these things for granted. And I don't want you to think that uh, you are taken for granted either. I thank God for you. Thank God for each and every one of you and for what God's doing in your life. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. Amen. So last week we started uh, a series or we, we uh, have been on a series for the last few weeks called Defining Moments. Anybody re remember that? All right, good. I want to just take a moment as we get into the message today, amen, and, and really think about where we're going because we've talked a lot about uh, defining moments. So before we do anything else, I wonder if you just turn to your neighbor and say, let's have, this is the final message of the series, so let's just, just do this with me. Look at, look at them and just say, let's have a defining moment today. Amen. Let's have a defining moment today. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and our lives. We pray, God, that you would minister to us today through your word. And God, that your word would go forth today and do the objective that you have set it out to do. And God, we will give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. 
So I want to welcome all of our guests. We have a few guests today. I want to welcome all of you. And I also want to say to all those of you that are watching online, thank you for watching us online. We know a lot of times people will check us out online before they actually come to a service. And so if you're watching us online, we hope that you really are blessed today as you are watching this. Uh, I, I made mention of it last week, but uh, there was a few months ago I, I mentioned something on uh, uh, during a message. Maybe you remember, but I said somebody watching right now online, uh, God is healing you. Did anybody remember me saying that? Yeah. Okay, some of you. I found out at least one person who that was. They told me last week, they said, when you said that, they had had trouble, all kinds of uh, trouble with their shoulder. They said, when you said that, heat came all into my shoulder. They said, it just was like, it was so hot, it was almost unbearable. And they said, when the heat was gone, I, could, I hadn't been able to lift my, my uh, arm up above my shoulder. They said, I could lift my arm. I've got complete mobility in my arm. So I want you to know, amen, God is doing things. And just... Just because sometimes we don't see it or we don't, uh, we don't recognize it or maybe we can't put a label on it, don't, don't limit what God is able to do. Amen? Amen. Alright, so I do want to say that today we're going to complete the series, Defining Moments. And the first week we talked about stepping in. Anybody remember how we talked about stepping in to obedience? <laughs> Making sure that our lives are pleasing to God in every way. And uh, this is very important. We've got to step into obedience if we're going to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish in order to have these defining moments in our lives. Then we talked about stepping out. And we talked about stepping out of the boat, right? How many remember that? Stepping out of the boat of habits, of uh, you know, man-made spiritual traditions, anything that would hinder our faith. And then last week, we discussed stepping forward into the purpose that God has for our lives. Um, this week, we really want to talk about stepping up. And we're going to, I know we've done stepping in, stepping out, stepping forward, and now stepping up. Okay, I'm just making sure you're still there with me. Uh, we're going to talk about stepping up because of the times in which we live. Now, this can go one of two ways. You can either be really, really quiet and act like you're half asleep, and I'm going to preach about an hour and a half today, or you can, or you can help me preach today. You can support what the what the preacher's saying. See what happens when you agree with what the preacher's saying is it builds faith in the house. If you sit there and you're just like, mm, I don't know, then it's not going to build any faith. But if you start agreeing, if what I'm telling you is the word of God and you agree with it, you need to let everybody around you know by saying, Amen. That's right. Preach it, preacher, or whatever it is that you feel comfortable saying. That lets everybody around you know. Because this is what happens. Faith gets built. And whenever we bring faith, amen, God is there to meet us. So I want to just encourage you to help me build faith in the house as we talk about stepping up. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Esther, chapter 4. Esther, chapter 4. And we're going to read verses 11 through 16. If you would like, you can stand for the reading of the word. I won't keep you standing long. But Esther chapter 4 verse 11 says, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court who is not called there, there is one law of of his to put him to death, except to such whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. But I have not been called, this is Esther speaking, I have not been called to come into the king unto these 30 uh, 30 days. 
And they told Mordecai Esther's words. And Mordecai commanded to Esther to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. Verse 14, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And, and I want you to get this key phrase right here, Who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer, Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan. And fast ye for me, neither eat nor drink three days, night or day, and I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank You again for Your Word. I pray that You'd minister through Your Word today in Jesus' name. And everybody say Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So Esther is a Jewish girl. She is made queen in the place of Vashti, the queen who had defied the Persian king whenever he had called for her to come and probably wanted to kind of make a spectacle, like look at my prize. And she said, no, I'm not going to be objectified like that. And so the king basically is advised to get a new queen, to put out the old queen. So the new queen that he gets is Esther. And Esther is a Jew, but uh, that's not really known to the Persian king because he had conquered several places and he probably had a whole, uh, in those days, harem of women that were from multiple places. But he wanted to pick one to be the new queen and so he picks Esther. And Esther is in a place of uh, uh, unique uh, authority and a, and a place that uh, other people maybe would have liked to have been, but she is talking about in this verse, she's talking about how insignificant she is and that if she goes in, there's a very good chance that she's going to be killed, that she is going to die. And so the king's right-hand man, we know his name to be Haman, uh, Haman hated the Jews, he sought to destroy them. He was a descendant of Agag, who was the king of the Amalekites that King Saul was supposed to destroy, but he let him live instead. So because of this this history, Haman wanted to destroy every Jewish person alive. I'm just going to tell you that there's still a spirit out there that wants to destroy every Jewish person alive. I'm not going to get political. I'm just going to say we need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Is that not what the Scripture commands us? In other words, we need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and the peace of the Jewish people. So when you see things happening in our world, like the massacre in the synagogue recently, and you see a lot of different things going on, and you you have people saying, well, you know, this and that and the other. Look, America has always been on the side of the Jewish people. We have always stood with... Uh, with Israel, and because of that, God has favored America. That is one of the reasons why we have God's favor. But can I tell you, there is a big move on in our world, amen, to come against the Jewish people and to see uh, the Jewish people destroyed and to see Israel wiped off the face of the map. But I will tell you that it is not in God's plan for that to happen. So the people who stand with Israel will be the people, amen, who survive. So because of this history and because of what was going on in in the Persian kingdom at the time, Mordecai, Esther's uncle, is the one that's encouraging Esther, Esther, it's time for you to step up. 
It's time for you to step up. You need to step up here. And in our text that we just read, he's telling her, Esther, this could be your defining moment. There's a need for you to step up. There's, there's a cause for you to step up. There's a reason for you to step up. So step up and this could be your defining moment. So as the story goes, we, we read that she does step up and the king holds out the scepter and uh, she through a course of events is able to save her people from annihilation by the wicked Haman. And, and you can read the whole story. It's found in the book of Esther. It's not complicated. But here are just a few things that I think we should consider when we look at this story. Okay, First of all, It's not just coincidence. It's not just coincidence. Esther was where God wanted her to be. Esther was given favor by God to be where He wanted her to be when He wanted her to be there. It's not a coincidence. And some people say, oh, well, that's just coincidence. Look, can I just be honest with you? When you are a, a, a child of the King and you are seeking to please Him, nothing that happens in your life is just coincidence. Amen. It's not just a coincidence. God places people where He wants them to be and He had strategically placed Esther in a place of royalty for her to be able to make a difference. Now, I want to just... Just just go right off of that. It's no coincidence you are where you are. Look at your neighbor tell them, say it's not a coincidence. God knew what seat you were going to sit in today. He knows what conversations you're going to have tomorrow. The Bible says it like this. If He knows it when a sparrow falls, and He knows how many hairs on your head, He numbers the hairs on your head, He knows... Not just how many are on your head. He knows what number each one is. Well, some of you get nervous. If He knows that, then let me ask you, what is it that He doesn't know? If He clothes the lilies, uh, the, the, the field with lilies and, and He makes all the beautiful creation that we see and, and He is concerned with all of these things and there's nothing that escapes His attention, don't you think that He could place you where He wants you to be? Don't you think that He can guide you? That's why you were born into the family you were born into. That's why you've had the opportunities that you've had. Amen. Do you think that God can't orchestrate everything in your life to place you where He wants you? Some of you say, well, you know, I think I, think I got myself here. No. Mm-mm. Oh, no. No, don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. See, that's, that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to deceive yourself into thinking that you, you are the one that found God when in actuality God found you. God gave you an opportunity. God blessed you. No, no, somebody invited me to the crossroads and that's how I got here. You know why somebody invited you to the crossroads? Because that somebody had been affected by God at the crossroads and they said, you need to come. And so God was actually moving through them to speak to you, to get somebody, to get you here, amen, so that you could feel the presence of God, so that your life could be changed. And it's not just about you because now God's doing the same thing with you. He's moving on you. He's giving you an opportunity to respond. He's giving you an opportunity, amen, to have life change and to have things go on in your life, amen, that you never dreamed was possible. So let me just say it like this. You have a purpose. You're not here by accident. Look at your neighbor and say, it's no accident. It's not even coincidence. Amen. 
God has a plan for you and He has you right where He wants you. Amen. Amen. There's a service going on in Radcliffe today because some people can't drive all the way here. There's service going on there and there's service going on here. But thank God we can even have service here. Amen. 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 Three years ago, if this would have happened... We would have had to go to somebody else's church. We would have had to go to a community center. We wouldn't have been able to... Come on. You may think that's strange, but I think it's awesome how God positions everything the way that He does. You have a purpose. And some of you say, well, you don't know where I'm at, Pastor. I'm kind of between a rock and a hard place. This is what I'm going to tell you today. You just need to be willing and ready to step up when your moment comes. Amen. What what are you talking about? There's some of you that you think it's just coincidence and you think that you're guiding everything. No, you just need to surrender because He's he's already made it clear that He wants you. He wants you. He wants all of you. He doesn't want part of you. He doesn't want some of you. He doesn't want your good days. Well, well, come on now. Somebody help me preach up in here. He's not just looking for the times when you think everything's okay and you've got everything figured out. He's looking for you when you're frustrated, when you're confused, when everything feels like it's going wrong. He said, look, if you just surrender to me, you can just step up into that defining moment that I have for your life today. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a cause. Look at your neighbor tell him, say, there is a cause. There is a cause. I mean, if nobody did or said anything, people were going to die. That's just how it was. I didn't make up the story. I read it in the Word of God. If you, if you look at what Esther was facing, she uh, really she was in kind of an interesting position. She was the queen. And Mordecai, her uncle, reminds her, just because you're in royalty doesn't mean that you're going to escape the same punishment that the rest of us are going to receive if you don't say something. So she had a need. There was a cause for her to step up. There was a need for somebody to say something, to do something, in order for this horrible reality to be averted. Amen. Now I'm, I'm going I'm to preach just a minute. But some of you don't realize that unless you step up and you surrender to God, and you say, God, whatever it is you want from, for me, for my life, and for my family, there is a horrible reality Amen. that awaits you. You say, what are you talking about, Pastor? Well, the Bible says that we're all sinners. Every one of us is sin. We all come short of the glory of God. The Bible also tells us that the wages of sin is death. And I, you know, I, some people don't like it when I preach hellfire and brimstone. I'm not trying to rain down fire on anybody today. I'm just saying there's a horrible reality that happens when we don't surrender to God. That horrible reality can be averted, but we have to surrender. We have to give Him everything. We can't hold anything back. And so I kind of look at this story of Esther and I look at a story that's similar. Everybody has heard the story of David and Goliath, right? Everybody, you know, even if even people that don't know about the Bible, they know about David and Goliath because it's used even in sports metaphors and analogies. And basically, let me just tell you what, what, what happened, just the, the, the real Cliff Notes version here. David comes to bring his brother's food on the battlefield only to find Goliath, this giant, taunting and threatening the army of Israel. And nobody was doing anything. Everybody was just sitting around, hiding, chilling out. They're like, that dude is big. You know, this guy was bigger than Shaq. This, this, this dude was, I mean, he was massive. 
and nobody wanted to take him on. And and even more, he's not just you know he's not just one of those you know tall silent types. He was he was a bully. He was a big mouth. He was threatening. He was calling them out and and and, and calling them sissies and wimps and whatever else he could and saying basically they were all a bunch of cowards because they were. And David gets to the battlefield and. And he sees nobody doing anything and he gets a little irritated. And he said, i, I got to step up here. Somebody's got to do something. And, and so what David leaned on was he knew that God had done some things through him before. And, and so he's, he's thinking, I'm sure that God is going to do it now because this is about him. This is about God's glory. This is about his people. This is about his future. Amen. And so I'm sure he's going to do it now. And so what David realized, and David even says to his brothers is is there not a cause you've got to be convinced there's a cause there's a reason for you to surrender yourself to god and step up into your defining moment you've got to realize that there is a reason there is a cause it's the glory of god yeah you could go on living your life maybe slide by maybe skate into heaven hopefully maybe we don't know but we know for sure if you'll surrender yourself and you'll step into what God has for you, we're, we're, we're completely sure that you're going to make it then, right? right? So why would we hold out? There is a cause. We want God to get the glory. I don't want God to just get the glory from me on that day when I slide into heaven. I want God to get the glory on earth, amen, as it is in heaven every day of my life. Every day of my life should be bringing glory to God. There is a cause. Amen. So David steps up into a defining moment that would ultimately propel him into leading God's people because there was a cause. There was a reason David knew the cause. He knew that God would not tolerate this guy doing what he was doing. And some of you, you're just not close enough to God to to know that God doesn't put up with foolishness forever. Right. Amen. At some point, God says, okay, that's enough. The Bible says the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Right. It, it's, it's, we're living in a day where people are foolish. I mean, to, the more foolish you are, the more popular you can get. You know, the more absurd you can be, the more famous you become. Why? Because we live in a day that people call evil good and good evil. We live in a day where everything is mixed up and and backwards and everything is is all kind of confusing. And then people say, well, I wonder wonder what this is and I wonder what that is. And sometimes people don't even know anymore. Do you realize they're they're telling uh, children now, they're telling them that they don't have to decide right now what gender they are. That's look. That is all kinds of demonic confusion right there. When you're born, it, it doesn't look, except for some very, very, very extremely one in billion cases. You're born, and it's very identifiable what you are. They know before you come out of the womb what you are. But we still have people in our world that are like, well, we're not going to put a gender on their birth certificate. Well, why not? That they're born one way or the other. Look, I know I'm, I'm meddling. Some, some of you think, oh, but you know, you, you're just getting into some stuff that's political. Look, I'm not trying to be political right now. What I'm trying to tell you is we live in a world that there's all kinds of confusion and somebody's got to step up and say, no, a boy's a boy and a girl's a girl. There's X chromosomes and Y chromosomes. The Bible 
says that he made them male and female. That's how it all began. And it's, come on somebody, somebody's got to be willing to step up and speak the truth in love and say, look, I'm not trying to be mean. This is just how it is. Somebody said to me the other day, so I think we should let them decide. Really? What else do you let them decide? You let them decide if it's okay to kill people? Well, as long as it's not babies. See, I could get in all kind of stuff today. I'm trying to be good. But I mean, we've got this this whole line of thinking that we protect the whales and we, you know, we save the tunas. But but we're, it's okay. Come on. Well, well, well. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying we live in a a really messed up and confused society. We live in a place where there is a cause, there is a need, there is there there really has to be some people that are not ashamed of the name of Jesus, and they're willing to step up and say, you know what? Truth is still truth. The Bible is still accurate. I don't care what anybody else says. I'm going to live what this word says. I'm going to step up, Amen, into being who. God wants me to be. It may make some people mad. It may frustrate and confuse other people. But let me tell you right now, I want to step up and surrender to God and be who He wants me to be. Amen. There is a cause. Look at your name and tell say, there is a cause. Amen. The, the world, you can be seen, the world is threatening. The world is, is, is I mean, I'm, I'm, oh, I, I don't know how I got on this. I, I knew this was going to come, though. Have your way, Lord. Amen. But the, the, the world is, is really trying to put the, the squeeze on all of us, especially on people who are trying to live righteous and trying to please God and trying to be holy. And they say, you know, if you say that, it's, it's hate speech. If you, if you say this, you know, not too long ago, amen, there was, there was paperwork in place to, to, to they were already taking out in, in Canada they were already taking out preachers who were willing to speak against homosexuality and against abortion and against some of these things that I'm speaking about today there was already paperwork in place amen for that to happen in America they are trying to pass laws they are trying to get laws passed amen that will make the Bible uh, illegal and you can't preach from the Bible and you can't speak from the Bible and some of us here in Kentucky were like what? Yeah, it's, it's happening. Amen. Look it up. They, they tried to pass laws in California. They've already passed some laws in Canada and in other countries. Why? Because they're trying to get people that are living righteous and living holy. People like Esther and David that say there's a cause. Somebody's got somebody's to stand up for the name of Jesus. Somebody's got to stand up for God's glory. Somebody's got to live holy and righteous and godly in this present world. And they're trying to get people to stop stepping up. They're trying to make people afraid and keep them from stepping up. And this whole law with Esther, Esther was like, don't you know, uh, you know, if, if, if I step up here, uh, I could die. And Mordecai said, just because you don't step up doesn't mean you're going to be saved. Right. Right. Amen. Esther had to be reminded by Mordecai that there was a cause. And so David uh, steps up into his defining moment. Esther steps up into her defining moment with a little bit of uh, a reminder that she needed to, but even with a cause, even with a cause, let me just tell you, it's not going to be easy. Because they're going to say, you know, you, you said that homosexuality is not pleasing to God. That's hate speech. Abortion is wrong. Oh, that's hate speech. And, and they'll give you all kinds of facts and figures and they'll give you all kinds of stuff. And look, I'm, I'm not trying to 
Well, I don't want to be political. Uh, I'm, I'm trying not to be political. Can I just say it, though? Yep. A lot of this stuff is, is not even... It's not even accurate. You, you, you really... This is what you need to do. If you want to have a little sanity in your life, you need to quit watching the news. You need to turn off mainstream media for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, you. You need to spend some time away from Facebook... Instagram, all the Twitters, everything. You need to get, just turn it all off and spend some time in the presence of God with the Bible, amen, talking to God. You say, well, why? I, I don't know if I can hear from God. You will never hear from God if you've got all these voices competing. Amen. And there's so much negative and there's so much uh, uh, just... Uh, divisiveness, amen, in our world today. And I'm telling you, amen, a lot of it is, and you, some of you don't that don't know me very well, you, you think that I'm maybe just getting a little worked up about this and, you know, it's election day, Tuesday, Pastor, you know, yeah, I know I've already voted and I encourage you to go vote too. I'm not telling you how to vote or what party to vote for. I, I, I always try to vote my morals. I try to try to vote my stand, uh, whatever that is. So, uh, pretty basic people that don't stand for, uh, you know, the, the uh, people to be able to have uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If if people are pro-abortion, or uh, they, they call it pro-choice, but it's really pro-abortion anymore. If people are not pro-life, I have a hard time voting for them. If people don't stand with Israel, I have a hard time voting for them. If people have shown a record of not being for the American people or Christians in, the, in, in our United States, then I have a hard time voting for those people. That's just me, okay? I didn't tell you who to vote for, did I? I'm just telling you, that's where I'm at, okay? So what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that there are so many things that are going on in our world, and if you don't really know me well enough, you'll, you'll get to know me. I'm telling you, there is a spirit that's at work in the world today. The Scripture calls it the spirit of Antichrist, and, and it is already at work in the world today. What is it trying to do? Deceive and confuse and frustrate and cause people, amen, to be distracted from what's really important. And I'm just going to be like Mordecai was to Esther today for some of you. I'm going to say, don't think that you will escape if you don't step up. Don't think that you are going to be able to stay through and slide through and everything's going to be okay. You're going to have to step up if you want righteousness and holiness and God to get the glory. Amen. If you want that to happen, somebody's got to step up and say, I'm willing, God. I surrender to you. This may not be easy, but I'm going to surrender to what you want for my life. Amen. So what, what is the cause? Even with this cause, you know, even with the cause, prayer and fasting and planning was necessary for, for Esther. Don't ever think that God will allow His cause to be defamed. He will never allow His glory to be given to another. If you step up with the right heart and the right motives and God is going to get the glory, there is a very, very, very high probability for success for you. Some of you who like being successful, you, you need to stand on the side of God. Don't stand on the side of, let's see what I can do, uh, see what I can get away with and still get to heaven. There's a lot of people that they, they think, you know what, I can live however I want to live and it's going to be okay and I'm going to make it to heaven and you know I've got my ticket punched already. Please, please hear me. This spiritual climate that we're in right now is not a climate that you can just stand still. You've got to keep moving forward. You've got to keep stepping up. So what is the cause that, that, uh, that of God that you need to step up into? I don't know. You, you probably have uh, things that God's brought to your mind, but is it maybe for the souls of your family members? For your friends, for the people that you work with, for spreading the gospel around the world, for making disciples in your community, for becoming the person whose life will bring glory to God. 
Some of you say, Pastor, I've heard you speak about this stuff. I've, I've heard you talk about this, but I just, I just don't think that I can do it. I'm going to tell you, you're in the spiritual climate that if you don't do it, you will be lost. You will be lost. You say, what are you saying? I'm saying, we're coming to the place where, as the old Elvis song says, it's now or never. If you're going to live for God, you're going to have to do it now. If you're going to serve God, you need to start doing it now. If you're going to lay aside worldliness and take hold of godliness, you need to do it now. Today is the day. Amen. Now is the time of salvation. We've got to make our calling and election sure. We've got to become the people that God would have us to be. So if you know what that cause is, maybe it's your family, or maybe it's your friends, maybe it's something that's going on in your life, and you realize, yeah, I'm living... And I'm going to church, but I don't know if God's necessarily getting the glory from my life. Let me ask you this today. What would it take for God to get the glory from your life? What would it take? What would it take for your life to bring Him glory? Because that's what He's after today. That's what He's after. You say, well, I, 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 I. how about starting with surrender? Surrender. God, I give you all of me. Well, you know, that's easy on Sunday when the music's playing and you know, I feel the presence of God and everybody around me is here for me and they're encouraging me. It's easy on Sunday, amen, to surrender to God. But how about tomorrow morning before coffee? Well, how, how about Tuesday morning after you had a rough Monday? Will you surrender to God on Tuesday? It's not, look, it's not just about uh, Monday or Tuesday. or It's, it's about every day. Yes. I'm surrendering myself to God. What does He want from me? What does He want from my life? And you know that uh, God is trying to reach you because some of you in here, you're like, you know what? I'm tired of just coming to church on Sunday, feeling the presence of God on Sunday. Wouldn't you like to feel what you feel on Sunday every day of the week? Amen. Can I tell you, some of you are going to think I'm crazy. I feel the presence of God before I leave bed every day. Amen. Every day. Amen. I won't even leave the bed until I pray. I won't leave the bed until I picked up my, my phone and started reading my Bible. Yes. Now there are, I'm saying, I'm saying there that I never do that. I shouldn't say that. Almost never. There are some days where uh, duty calls and I've got to be out the door early, early, early and my, my eyes won't even wake up. I, get, I hit the shower, you know, it's early in the morning and I hit the shower and then I've got I've to listen to the Word of God and pray as I'm driving down the road because of whatever's going on. If that's you, then at least make it the first part of your day. I, I just want to encourage you before you get out of bed, at least say a prayer. Amen. Amen. Say, God, I give this day to You. I surrender this day to You. God, whatever You want from my life. Amen. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that's stepping up. God, I don't want to do something today that You don't want me to do. I want to be used by You today. I want to be in the flow of Your glory today. I want my life to bring You glory today. Amen. If you know the cause, guess what? Then it's time to step up. What gets you out of bed? What, what gets you excited about uh, the things of God with the courage and the confidence that you know that God wants to give to you? God will be with you. God will be with you. You're not by yourself. You are not alone. Amen. You've come to this place today and, and God is dealing with some of you because there are certain areas of your life that you realize God's calling you to step up and you think, well, maybe, maybe I can just put it off a little bit more. Maybe, you know... Um, Maybe I can just hope that everything is going to be okay. 
You know what I'm, anybody know what I'm talking about? Pastor, you know, I think you're just all doom and gloom and you know, you're telling us all this stuff and you know, spirit of the world today and, and politics and all the stuff that's going on. I, Pastor, I just don't know. I think I'm just going to wait and see what happens. And so what tends to be the problem is we are like Esther. We have to be motivated. Amen. We have to be encouraged. Can I tell you that, that every day that you don't step up, it's detrimental for you and it's detrimental for your family. Amen. Every day that you don't step up into becoming who God wants you to be, it's harmful to your friends and to your co-workers. You say, what are you, what are you talking about? Because the time is growing short. And some of us, we, we live for God when we, when we come to church and when we're around our, our church friends, our church peeps. We know all the good talk, you know. We can sound real, you know. We, we say the things we know pastor wants to hear. But then when we're not with our church peeps, we're not the same way. And that's where God's saying, look, I'm looking for some people who are going to step up. Who are going to be holy. Who are going to live righteously. Who are going to live godly. You say, well, Pastor, I just don't know if I'm quite there yet. When will you get there? Because I'm telling you, time is growing short. You, you can't wait. You can't think it's going to be okay. Some of you that are, are living like uh, church people, around church people, when you're away from church people, you know what your kids are seeing? A hypocrite. There's no way they're going to buy into this. Because you haven't bought into it. Look, I'm just, I know I'm talking plain and y'all don't like this and I'm just supposed to be real encouraging today. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. Please, don't, don't think I'm trying. I got the spirit of Mordecai on me right now. I'm trying to tell some of you, if you don't step up, it's, it's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for you. Don't think you're going to escape just because you're in and around church people. Amen. You've got to step up into what God has for you. Because if we don't act and we don't speak, souls could be lost. If we aren't willing to pray and to intercede, to step up in our giving, in our going, then it's very possible that we could miss this window of opportunity that we currently have to reach our world. The spiritual climate, amen, is, is, is moving very rapidly. And it's one of those climates that we've got to tap into the opportunities that we have right now. So what is your cause? Who is your cause? Why do you need to act? When you figure this out, it's going to empower you to step up. And I want to just say this, and I'm, I'm about to close. The time is now. The time is now. Esther could not just wait around because there was a day of doom pending. There was a deadline for her to get something done. Mordecai was telling her the time to act, uh, Esther, is right now. So she calls for a fast and then she promptly steps up into her defining moment. Can I tell you, it's always good to approach big decisions in your life with prayer and fasting. Amen. Asking God for direction and favor and following His lead will always be better than just winging it. Well, you know what, Pastor, I feel... Well... If how you feel doesn't line up with the Word of God, your feelings don't matter. But we live in a society that says that your feelings matter. And your feelings are truth. Your feelings are God. No, they're not. They're just your feelings. That's why the psalmist said, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Why? Because your, your feelings will deceive you. I don't feel like doing this. You know what? No Olympic athlete that ever wanted to become anything ever felt like getting up at four in the morning. Nobody. 
I mean, who, like seriously, think about these, these athletes that they, they push themselves and they push it. You don't feel like it. In, in, the, in the heat, in the strain, you don't feel like it when you're pushing yourself to the limit. Nobody feels like it, but you know it's worth it and it's going to be worth it in the end. So what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that we, we need to approach this and say, God, I want you to have control. So pray about it. Fast. Ask God to, to... So what is fasting? Somebody asked me not too long ago. So what is fasting? I said it's denying yourself something. Most, most usually it's food. And some people are like, oh, I don't have a problem fasting food. Okay, well fast food today then. See how you don't have many problems fasting food. Our body is geared to like food. So when we say you can't have food, our body's like, hello. We have our body's attention like never before. But whenever we take things away like food or uh, maybe for your teenage boy, video games, you know, or stuff that, uh, you know, that the girls like shopping or whatever. If you take some of that stuff away for a period of time so that you are distancing yourself. And I, I think media fasting is one of the best things you can do now. Like I said earlier, shut Facebook off, Twitter off, shut all that stuff off. Don't watch uh, cable news. Don't listen to all the talk shows. Just, just shut it all off. You know, we're going to listen to a Bible, listen to a good book or something that's going to be encouraging. That's fine. But, but don't do it 24-7. Get a little bit of quiet in your life. Yes. Amen. Yes. So you, I make you nervous, right? Do I make you nervous? No. I'm not making you nervous? Good. Quiet's good. <coughs> Makes me nervous in service sometimes. People get too quiet. I'm like, hello, am I still out there? But, but quiet's good. Have you ever just driven down the road with nothing on? Just quiet. You can almost hear yourself think. Sometimes when you're driving with your spouse down the road, you might hear them think. You never know. It, it may actually give you guys a chance to talk about something positive. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that stepping up is a necessity in the day and age that we live in. Don't hesitate. You must act now. Uh, my daughter is learning to drive, and I, I'm, I don't think she's in here, so I can pick on her. Um, no, I'm not going to pick on her. But she is learning to drive, and one of the things that I'm trying to help her with is I don't want her to hesitate. Like, you know, it's good to think and be cautious. But sometimes you can be too cautious, and when you're too cautious, and then you pull out, that can be dangerous. Like, like you know, lose your life type dangerous. So I'm trying to teach her, look, if you have the opening, you have to anticipate it. Look, the car's coming. Now, you can start easing out now. The car is going 55 miles an hour, so once you get to Dixie Highway, the cars already have passed you, and now you have your opening. If you wait, guess what? There's another car coming. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And this spiritually is what's happening now. We are getting ready to make, some of you are getting ready to make moves. And if you, if you hesitate, you're going to get run over. You're going to get run over because this is moving so quickly. Everything is moving so fast. And I want to see us step up so that those around us, amen, God is able to save them. He's able to heal them. He's able to deliver them. We're so close to Jesus' return. And the Bible says that it's going to come on some people like a thief in the night. It's going to be like a car blindsides you when you pull out too late. That's not good. 
like a thief in the night. It's here and it's gone. I can't even believe that that just happened. And sometimes we think, I've got plenty of time. I've got all the time in the world. No, don't hesitate. Act now. This will be your defining moment. Pastor, I don't know if I can do this. Yes, you can. As they come to the music, I, I, I want to close today with this. You are in the kingdom for such a time as this. Some people look at, at themselves and they don't see anything positive. I see all kinds of Esther sitting here today. God's got you where He wants you for a purpose, for a reason. Amen. You are special to God. I don't care if your name is, is, is Crystal or, or uh, Beatrice or Anthony or Jessica or... Petra, or other names that are hard to say, like Gisela, um, or Miguel, or, or Jonathan, or John, or John, or John. I mean, we have a lot of John, okay? Or Tom, or David. It doesn't matter what your name is. Today, you need to see you are Esther. There's an opportunity for you to save people. To see people helped and see people's lives changed. Amen. And God is calling on some of us to step up into our defining moment. It's not, it's not always going to be easy. That's why Esther was like, okay, pray for me. Fast. And then I'm going to go in. And if I perish, I perish. Some of us have to be willing to step out no matter what the cost is. I'm looking at people today that you are, I'm just telling you, some you guys are awesome people. You really are. I, I brag about you guys all the time. I don't, I don't usually do it a lot in service because I'm trying to you know, challenge you to become better people. But uh, I brag about you guys a lot because you guys, some of you guys are awesome parents and awesome brothers and sisters and you're, you're, you're awesome church members and uh, you, you've done incredible things and I just, I'm so proud to be able to be your pastor. I, I don't mean proud in like a, you know, prideful, ungodly way. I'm just talking about, I'm just thankful and happy and I feel godly proud to be your pastor. Because some of you are really incredible people. And, and what is what is going to happen is God is wanting to use your influence. There, there's enough, let me just say this, there's enough talent, there's enough money, there's enough resources, there's enough people in this place to turn this whole city upside down. Amen. God, God doesn't, He doesn't need to go out and bring in a whole bunch more people. The people that are needed for what God wants to do, they're here. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, that's you. Now look at your other name because some people didn't get it said. They say, that's you. That's you. But, but you don't understand, Pastor, I got... Look, let's not make excuses. Let's just think about what God wants to do. It's, it's God wants to use your talents. He wants to use your time. He wants to use your resources. He, he would like all of you. All of you. Not just what's convenient for you on Sunday. And I realize that driving here is inconvenient for some of you. And I just thank you for coming. I'm so glad that you're here. But look, this is not just the church building right here. We are the church. So this is my challenge to you today. I want to challenge each and every one of us to step up into what God has for us. Into our defining moment. Don't wait. Pray. Fast. 
seek God's direction. The time for us to act is now. If you're going to step up into a defining moment, into a powerful relationship with God, you've got to act quickly. I've been talking with people all week long about how soon God is coming. Amen. God is coming so soon. Don't think that if you wait, there's going to be time to make up. Used to, I used to think, you know what? When the rapture takes place, if I don't go, this is what I'm going to do. And then there was a whole big, long deception about, you know, the Left Behind series about if you don't, you know, make it, then you can actually, if you don't live for God now, you won't die for God during the tribulation. So just let's let's exit that thought. It's not going to happen. I, I used to think I'm going to have. I'm going to have a, a, a place and everything's going to be stored up and I'm going to outlast the tribulation. Back when I was in my rebellious years and my unrepentant stage, Anthony, I thought, I'm going to, I know enough about what's going to go on. I can, I can beat this thing. Man, I look at how twisted that was and how messed up that was. And what I've come to the conclusion over the last several years that I've had sanity is there is no way. You're not going to be able to decide who lives and who dies when a third of the world's population is gone. You're not going to... It's, it's, you, you can't get your doom buggy and have your doomsday preparation out in the middle of the, the desert and think you're going to survive because even they won't survive in the desert. Are you with me? Some of you are thinking... I don't know, Pastor, you get a little crazy. I'm, I'm saying that you have a window of time right now to step up. You have a window of time right now to become everything God wants you to be. Why wait? Why take the chance? Amen? Step into what God has for you. What, what are you talking about, Pastor? I'm saying we're in spiritual warfare like never before, and if we don't step up now, we're going to miss out on what God has for us. It starts with complete surrender, repenting, turning from all the things that you have done and said and thought that were not pleasing to God. Some of you, you say, well, Pastor, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. The, the one thing that you need to do is look at what Esther had to have. She had to have courage, right? Esther had to have courage. So I'm praying today for you to have courage. Because there's danger involved. Yes, you might lose some friends. You might lose some family members' love. You will. Because there are some people that don't want to, they don't want to go. They don't want to be who God wants them to be. And whenever you start doing it, they'll might, they might make fun of you. They might not want to have anything to do with you. But whatever the reasons that you have for not stepping up spiritually, they should all pale in light of eternity. Because if you start turning to God, amen, you can start with repentance. Repent, confess your sins, express sorrow, uh, surrender everything to God, and ask Him to forgive you for whatever it is. That's where you start. If you don't know where to start, that's where you start. So I'm not sure how to do this thing. Pastor, you talk about this every week, but I'm not sure how to do this. Start with repentance. Is, is your life all about you or is it about what God wants for you? And if it's all about you, then it's got to be turned around. Believe God. Trust God. Open your heart to God. Amen. Repentance and faith are the only two requirements for receiving the Holy Ghost. You've got to be willing to turn. You've got to be willing to surrender to Him. And you've got to have faith that He will fill you with His Spirit. And then once you've fully repented, praise God. Praise God with your mouth. Praise Him in expectancy, knowing that He is going to fill you with His Spirit. And as His Spirit begins to move on you today, you've got to yield your tongue. Some of you, you're, you're old and you're set in your ways and you're not, you're not, you're like, I can't give God control of everything. You have to let Him speak through you. 
So when you start praising Him after you've repented and turned your life over to God, He is He has forgiven you. Amen. Those sins are forgiven, but He wants to come and fill you with His Spirit. And once you have surrendered everything to Him and you begin to praise Him for, for that, that forgiveness and for His blood washing over you, you're going to begin to feel things like you've never felt before. You're going to hear words that, that are trying to come out of your mouth and you're going to be like, I don't know if I can say those. You can say those. Just speak those words out even if they don't make sense to you. Amen. God is going to speak through you and He is going to fill you with His Spirit. And if you have already repented and stepped up into the defining moment of baptism in Jesus' name and received the infilling of God's Spirit, then guess what? Maybe it's time for you to become more involved. Oh, it's quiet now. Oh, Pastor, I was all about stepping up and surrendering to God. And now you're saying I need to be more involved. Yep. Yep, that's exactly what I'm saying. Some of you are you're doing the equivalent of sitting on the bench when the game is going on. And we're actually down a man. We need you in the game. With all the confusion that's going on with the two church buildings and the two services and everything, the devil is working hard, amen, to keep people away, to make sure that people don't grow spiritually during this time. But the devil's a liar. <laughs> the devil's a liar. He can't win. Amen. So we need you to step up. If you've already repented, been baptized in Jesus' name, you're filled with the Spirit of God, then let me ask you this. What are you doing to help other people do the same? What are you helping with that, that, that maybe you haven't even thought about? Are you helping with Fit Team? Are you uh, coming to small group? Did you know that small groups are not about a teacher teaching a group of people? Small groups are about us coming together and having discussion. In the, in the new year, we're actually going to start doing that more in people's homes like we used to do. It's going to be awesome. And then, what about Bible studies? Are you teaching a Bible study today? Have you been teaching a Bible study any time in the last month? Uh, I don't know, Pastor. I don't know. Have you had a Bible study talk to you? Guess what? You're qualified to teach a Bible study now. I don't think I am. Yes, you are. If you have a Bible study talk to you, you know what happens when you start teaching a Bible study to somebody else? You learn. You do. You grow. Because you can't help but study the Word of God. If you want to have an answer, you want to be able to share with somebody else, you can't help but learn as you're studying to help somebody else learn. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's just cool. I'm telling you. My wife, she's, she's really getting good at math. She's really getting good at... Uh, why? Because every day she's helping our children with some of their subjects. You have to know, and if you're not willing to study and you don't know, you can't help anybody else. So teaching a Bible study is one of the best ways you can get involved. Well, I'm not ready to do a Bible study. Can you do 30 days to life? Don't, don't get quiet on me now because I'm talking about stepping up. Some of you are gonna, you're going to make excuses. Well, Pastor, I just don't have the time. I challenge that. You do have the time. I challenge it. Why? Because everybody's got the same amount. 24 hours every day, 7 days a week. What are you doing with your time? Somebody told me one time, I said, I don't have any time. I said, okay, keep track of how much television and how much time you're on uh, Facebook or the computer this week and let me know at the end of the week how much time you had. 
they came back at the end of the week they said I could not even believe how much time I spent wasting time so I don't know maybe you're okay with watching your favorite show while somebody else close to you needs a Bible study maybe you're okay with that I'm not Maybe you're okay with, with uh, spending all your spare time doing whatever it is you want to do and not reaching out to the people around you. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying it's time for us to step up. If you've given your life to God and you surrendered your life to God, how about we start asking Him, God, what do you want me to do this week? Who do you want me to talk to this week? Who do you want me to bless this week? Who can I be with this week and make a difference? Would you stand with me? In our church, there's all kinds of ways for you to do that. We have First Impressions team that uh, they help people feel welcome. They help them feel the love of God from the very moment that they drive on our campus. Many of you have experienced that. The First Impressions team is always looking for smiling faces. Not grumpy people, but smiling faces. People that are willing to welcome people and say, I'm so glad that you're here. We're so glad that you're here. We love you. Would you please come back? How many of you have done that? Would you please do me a favor? Would you look at somebody today before you leave? Before you not not right now, but before you leave, somebody that's not always here on Sunday, and would you ask them, would you please come back? Please come back. We love it when you're here. Why? Because that is doing something. Uh, you know, when you're telling somebody, hey, Jesus loves you and, and he wants to do some great things in your life, you're doing something. I don't know about you, but I want to step into whatever God has for me. I want to step up into that defining moment. I, I don't know, maybe for some of you, that's just simply taking a step out of your seat today and coming up here and saying, God, I surrender to you, whatever it is that you want. Maybe for some of you that have already done that, it's, it's God, how can you use me this week? How can I be of use to your King? How can I bring you glory? That's what's most important. With every head bowed and eye, eye closed, I want to just pray for us today as I open up this altar. Lord Jesus, in this place, God, there are those who uh, have been kind of waiting, they've been holding back because they've tried to, uh, you know, wade through some of the things that are going on. But this spiritual climate, God, is pushing and pushing. There's so many things going on. Our temptation, God, is to let so many things fill our time that don't even matter. To allow things that are not important uh, to take the place of the things that are important. God, to allow our hobbies and our fun and our excitement and our entertainment to take the place of things we could be doing that would bring You glory. So God, I challenge Lord Jesus in this place in the Holy Ghost, each and every person, God, to step up, Lord, into their defining moment. And I pray, God, more than ever before, Lord, for these young families and for these uh, wonderful parents and these grandparents, Lord, and uncles and aunts and every person, God, that's under the sound of my voice and watching on live stream today, I pray, God, that they would have the courage, Lord, to step up into their defining moment, to be pleasing to You, and God, to surrender their life to You, that no matter what, You would get the glory. And God, in this place, we want to give You all the glory that You deserve. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This altar is open. Amen. I just want to encourage you. Step up today.